welcome to the show. Hello, Hello. Welcome, welcome to, to Butler's, Butler's podcast. podcast. A long silent period we've had, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, and it's 2022. Yeah, we haven't been here since 2020, maybe. What, we missed a whole year. Yeah, well, in life, I think generally, I think I've lost at least the last two years. You've lost your mind. <laughs> I lost that a long time ago. Twenty twenty one should have been a productive year for the podcast, shouldn't it? But we yeah, no, yes, <laughs> it was a hard year. It's been a it's been a hard time for everybody. Yes, um, maybe. so yeah, lots of changes, I suppose. Um, so now we're back. And we are back, kind of by popular demand, which is really quite nice. So, yeah, so we've got to keep our standards high, yeah. enthusiasm high. We have plenty to talk about, that's for sure. I've got, I could fill these every day. I'm only here to fill in the gaps. <laughs> so the, what's happened to us in the last year, I suppose, just as a brief um, sort of update, obviously everyone's been in lockdown. For us, that's meant that people have been buying more wine online and not so much in the shop. Having said that, we actually had a fairly productive January and retail was quite good, especially at the weekends. Yeah. So not everyone went dry. Taking the the wine to people's houses, which is is good, I think. And it's nice because the drivers have personal contact and a chat and you get to see people that are maybe working at home all the time and maybe, you know, delivery drivers these days are a point of focus for... You know, people keeping in contact with each other. And I think it's good to allow the drivers And you should look after to, your drivers. Yeah, you should be to polite to drivers because it's, it's a tough gig right now. Yeah. And then on the we've shortened our uh, retail hours slightly and have had the, the counter across the, t- the door, haven't we? But that's sort of worked quite well. But it has changed the way that we've sold wine and maybe the, the things that we've recommended. Um but now we've opened up the doors fully, haven't we? We this have. Week? And then, uh, actually, I guess on that point as well, we closed down our first original shop at the end of last year, which was a tricky... Well, it was tricky, but also it's kind of... It's a new beginning now. Yes. So we were there for 43 years. We're still the oldest independent wine merchant in Brighton, which is good. We're just not in the same site. No, but we take the memories forward with us, don't we? <laughs> I All think everybody's got memories from there. <laughs> but we, uh, well, actually, I'm not sure they can remember any of it. <laughs> we didn't choose to. <laughs> we didn't choose to move. Um, no, planning was... permission has gone in to turn it into two flats, so uh, yeah. we couldn't really stay, could we? So. That's no, let's that. let's not mention the, no. the dreaded landlord no. situation. But that was that. I think that affected us moving forward slightly because it was quite a weighty thing to concentrate on with the lawyers and the stuff that was going on in the background. No details really needed, but it ate up a lot of time, didn't it? And a lot of money and a lot of uh, worry, I guess. But so that's a bit of a relief. Yes, we can draw now, a line under that now. We're now we're based solely in Kemp Town, which is, we love that area of Brighton anyway. New office in Kemp Town. Yep. And uh, yeah, we're all getting serious. Wine all over the place, haven't we, at the moment? I suppose we also need to mention Brexit. <laughs> yes. Because that's boring, happened. It? it has happened, but it will. I'm sure everybody has seen there's lots of stuff in the press about supply chain issues and driver shortages and delays, all of which are very true, all of which affect our business and everybody else's business. Any import export, I'm sure, is affected. I was on Heart FM News talking about it because I'm obviously an expert at this. (laughs) 
Although the amount we have to talk about it, it feels like we're an expert, doesn't it? But even today, on the, the tasting, really good tasting today, some lovely Greek ones coming in soon, uh, some more Georgian wines, Portuguese wines that we've already got in stock. A lot of the chat was, we, we could show you some other wines, but they're stuck in logistics somewhere. And, uh, well, we couldn't ship this over on time uh, with the previous meeting because the driver decided that it was easier and he got more money to do another job in Europe on the mainland. And that's happening quite a lot, isn't it? Yeah, and it it will affect us. It will affect what we sell over the next year and what people are able to buy. Um, I think for us, for retail, it's not so problematic because we people will hopefully buy what we recommend and we can get our hands on some good wines we haven't had a problem in getting some amazing wines um the problem is that when we're supplying restaurants is consistency and there and i don't like to have any gap or have to substitute things for restaurants because i just don't like it i don't like change (laughs) um but sometimes there's been a wine and i will hold plenty of stock or what I think is plenty and then the next shipment's due in two weeks time 12 weeks later I'm still chasing the same shipment and then it will just disappear or it will turn up in six months and maybe, that's quite tricky but maybe it, it uh we shouldn't beat up restaurants actually no I was gonna I was gonna say something it's not their fault I'm, I'm taking it no it's just about that you know we we buy a load of stock in anticipation just in case a restaurant might need it that's what we've done over uh, just certainly over lockdown and maybe restaurants if they're able to at any point will have to start doing the same if they want to maintain continuity yeah or changing the lists more frequently yeah so yeah, we offer good. it's just obviously that takes more admin time and pricing etc and prices are another yeah. thing that we're dealing with now because that's all about to go up so, <laughs> But they're not all going to go up. The, the exchange rates have been good, but the, the cost of dry goods, fuel, everything, everything getting it from one point to another is more expensive and more problematical. And that is cancelling out stuff. But I think that, you know, we're, we're in it, aren't we? And this is the way it's going to be for a while. So Yeah, and I think on the on positive side of that, certainly for us in retail, is that I think because it's harder to get consistency on certain wines, it's forced certainly our customers to be a bit more versatile when they've been shopping um so that rather than buying all their safe buys and sort of burgundy and bordeaux and the and the loire and certain regions that people always go to they've managed to people are thinking outside of the box i think over the i just made a couple of notes that over the last year i think portuguese greek california south africa and sicily just the ones that came to mind straight away that have all done really well for us. And you know why that is? Because they're because all we like the, them. They're all at the front of the shop. Because <laughs> they're the, the wines that we drink. And they can reach them without having to stop. Well, I guess it's partly because we really like them all. But Greek Greek, for example, that's kind of come out of nowhere. Yeah, and, I've wanted to sell Greek wine for ages and And you, we have so we've always me. had Greek. No, we I just haven't said we need a range of twenty Greek wines that range from thirty to sixty you pounds. You gotta have a range <laughs> and then people pay attention, don't they? If you have two, no one notices them. That's my theory. Well, we had two and they sold stuff. out, so hmm, Yeah, I think we've got some new ones coming in, haven't we? But I, I think you're right, it's an opportunity. Having the counter makes it like a more old fashioned shop where you go in, go into like a butcher, you have to have a chat. You can't just pick things up and, and that, that allows the staff to recommend different things each time. And I think that's 
that's been good. Some people like that, some people don't. But yeah, but I guess I that's the that's nature a, of our retail anyway. Hopefully yeah. we have something to say about wine so people would come to us to have a conversation instead yeah. of just pick something off the shelf. Well-trained staff. They are indeed. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about more positive things, yes. which would be our sort of trends for 2022, seeing as we're at the beginning of the year. It always seems like a good point to talk about what we think is going to be really hot this you, year. You bloody love trends, don't you? You can't wait to get your I do like a trend, and, and I like to trendset. I like to be a trendsetter. Always in the evening, <laughs> Here I am. What am I recommending this month? Well, I don't like it. I I think trends are what's the, what's the why do we need to know trends? We it's, I think it's, it's because I always watch the clothes show and I like fashion. So I was are always you talking over me again. <laughs> That's unusual. When isn't am it? I not? It's it's a. Just a reason to get rid of stuff, isn't it? The people, well, as far as I can see, that's no, what it's people not. Do. Okay, or or they're dictating to you. You are going to be drinking rosé from March. Well, no, because that's not even on my trend. My trend would be what very nice wines at really. That's good not prices. a trend. That's not Boom. how it works. That's how it works. No, how it's roll. specific things. Anyway, what I thought was that our number one trend, obviously, is Portugal. Yes. And Portuguese wines. We're, we're, we're setting the trend with that one in no, I No, 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 no. I think that there's a lot more. I think people are a lot more familiar, particularly with the regions of Portugal now, probably because they've had a bit more access. So holidaying in Portugal. So people recognise the name, the Douro and the Dao or Alentejo, Lisbon. <laughs> Reckon <laughs> They, they would recognise the, the Douro Lisbon. and Lisbon, for yes, sure. Yes, they do, yes. And the wines, if you're going on holiday there and you've had some nice wine, there's a chance you're going to like other wines from that region. This is good because I'm just about to buy some older vintages of oh, stuff God. that I haven't really told you about. No, they will go. just arrive. They'll just turn up. I know, it's something we've got another 30 the, vintages of something. Having the discussion with No you, one's heard of the grapes. won't listen to anyway, <laughs> my point in case... Right but I now. think Portuguese, they offer loads of affordability. The grape varieties are hard to get your head around if you don't recognise them. But the region, certainly, you can understand. Yeah. And I think they are really good value. I think you see them in the supermarkets a lot more as well, which actually is exposure for them. Yeah. And we have championed Portuguese wines forever. Yeah. And like we're doing, we are doing another promotion in June. So we did wines of a promotion about Portuguese wines with Wines of Portugal and we're doing it again in June and we are actually having a wine dinner with one of the MasterChef contestants who was on yes. the most recent series. We still need to get that over the lines. So let's not give out too much detail. I'm not giving point. any detail, but it's exciting. It and Portuguese, exciting. We are going to, I'm really going to push Portuguese this year, yeah, as think, always. I think we should. But it, I think it's a, it's a cool place and they've got some really good wines, really good prices. Italy keeps throwing up loads of really nice wines, doesn't it, in our selection. France keeps throwing up loads of new wines that mm. we haven't had before, which I like drinking. You do? As you shake your head like Churchill. Well, no, these are not on, these are not in my radar of trends. Well, they should be. Okay. The ones that I've actually been focusing on are the ones that people keep asking about. So that's why I think they're going to be trends. Being things like sustainable wine which I know is a really broad term, but I think that people are more interested now in responsible farming and responsible sourcing of products, whether it's food or drink. There's a lot more veganism. There's a lot more interest in consumption and where things are coming from and the story behind the production of things. Yes. 
which oh. we've always done. We don't sell any big, big brands of wine. We can trace every single bottle of wine, even our cheapest bottles. We know the farmers that make it, you know, where they've come from, or the winemakers and the, should, the farms. We should probably make more of a fuss about that. But we, I think we've always had, the team know this as well, the traceability of, I reckon we could tell the story of, I could tell the story of... <laughs> every one of our over a thousand different lines i could tell you the backstory of all of them yes and most of them i would say i can't think of any that aren't would would want to make the best possible product that they can with the least use of chemicals that they can yeah which is how we have always done business and that's how we've always bought and drunk and sold wines but now we apparently we have to announce it and make a big well kind of because i think I guess there are people out there who don't source things like that and who aren't, haven't been as interested for as long in the sustainability. Yeah. So I just think there's more awareness around it. There's and more like, eco-chat definitely in the world. Anyway, yeah, and there, which right? there should so, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so we so should people's... be more responsible and people should care about where things are coming from. And if it works with food, then it's no different with wine. Yeah, lighter pa- packaging, better water use, more efficient in the yeah. winery, all these sort of things. Yeah, everything. It's, it's important, isn't it? Yes, good, and, and we have like yeah, organic and biodynamic, which is a whole nother podcast, but yeah. we have loads of organic and biodynamic wines. They're not all certified. Many of them aren't because that costs money and takes a load of time. But people kind again. of want, they want them or they, they're more interested in those terms. It's much more costly now, much more labour intensive it on is the indeed. paperwork to import some organic wine now. How does that work then? Yeah. Why did you get punished for that then? Exactly. But that's yeah. a whole nother podcast. Yeah. Um, and sulfur as well. People do ask about Can't sulfur. Can't get enough or sulfur in my life. I know that for sure. I love it. Uh, they have a headache drinking. because of the sulfur or they don't want sulfur in the wines or what's got minimal sulfur. I guess from our point of view is a well-made wine won't be adding a load of sulfur because they don't need to. Um, this kind of leads into natural wines, which is a really broad term for winemaking and there are some natural wines where they don't add any sulfur, which can be unstable and probably undrinkable. Again, there are loads of wines that are naturally made that are perfectly stable and they're made really, really well by really good winemakers. Yeah. So it's just, it's, I guess it's knowing what you're buying and where it's coming from and who's making it, which Maybe is no different to food. Maybe people should have more sulfur so they build up a tolerance to it. I've got, I can't even go into, I'm not having, doing a soapbox mm. about the sulfur. No, <laughs> should we just get cr- yeah, yeah. yeah no but basically but for us for example all of our wines will have that there's trace of sulfur if any you know like the nothing is full of sulfur well, you shouldn't be able to they? but people don't know the numbers in the grand so scheme many, of things how many whatever milligrams or part, parts per million how many do you want in it no one knows do they so no but compared to like a carton of orange juice or any processed food or a bag of dried apricots it's yes, it's I like know. insanely You're tiny right, in wine down this, this yeah we're not doing hole. this yeah it's dark <laughs> and it's scary <laughs> um, another thing that people have really been interested in is skin contact wines okay. slash orange okay slash <laughs> which are uh, generally white wines made where the Juices left in contact with the skins. I tell you what is like a red wine, and I really like is is the oranges from your dad's garden in Portugal. Yes, well, they're they're actual oranges. Yeah, (laughs) they weren't from his garden. I don't think they were from Spain. Really, I think he He drove me. I'm sure he drove when he was driving back from Portugal, stealing them, hasn't he? Because we drove past (laughs) someone else's garden and someone reached out and took them from the tree. That was me. 
obviously. <laughs> a horror. Anyway, it's nothing to do with the actual an orange. Orange yeah, has nothing to do adds, with it. Adds a little bit of texture. The, the the juice sits in contact with the skins, much like a red wine. Adds a bit of texture and mouthfeel to the wine. Um, again, you could go over the top with that, couldn't you? And then it becomes quite tannic and austere. And very dark orange. Yeah. And we've got um, some other wines. Like we've got one in stock at the moment. That's a Pinot Grigio, which has had maybe three weeks skin contact, which is hardly orange at all. It's slightly blushed. And you would have no idea it's had any skin contact. Okay. So what's the point of that then? Well, I guess my point is that there's lots of interest in it. But I, as a retailer... I don't find that people are buying caseloads of it to drink every day like they might yes, do with a Sauvignon Blanc. I think they are interested in it. They tend to be premium prices um, and I think maybe they want to try them, but I don't think they would drink them every single day. And you, I think, always take advice from the per- person who's serving you. Yeah, and we've, ask, I mean, our range has increased. We have at least, probably at least six different orange wines in stock at any one time now, whereas pr- a couple of years ago we might have had one or two. Georgia. Too many. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> not getting involved in that argument. But there's there's definite interest, so I think we'll see more of that. I think that will be a trend. Yeah, we had one today, didn't we? Which was really nice. Which one? Yeah, there are some. Re- there are loads one, of really yeah. nice. It's just yeah, you need advice. Take advice. Talk yeah. to people about it. Talk to us. Yeah. Um, and then I guess okay, um, sparkling wines. I think people, I think maybe it's the fact that we have something to celebrate now, being that we can leave our houses and hopefully go out without being ill, um, gives <laughs> us a reason to drink fizz because yeah, I think they are associated with, we had COVID in December, it was awful. Indeed, we had COVID really Christmas, awful. All wrapped yeah, that up was not the present the I wanted. <laughs> um, but I think people are drinking them more like they do in champagne as well, where they're having them with a meal or not seeing it's just a celebratory drink. Yes, and uh, worth pointing out that they're normally 12%, so they're not super high in, in alcohol. Yep. And at some point, the funny duty rates in a couple of years might penalise the higher alcohol wines, and so the 12% wines will be good value, and they will be lowering the duty rate on sparkling wines, hopefully, at some point, to the same as wine. So they might That will be good, as long as we can get our hands on it. And, of course, English wine shouldn't be affected by Brexit, hopefully, because it should be on our shores already. And we just so we need some good weather. It. Yes. So which is yes. a consistent weather, hopefully a good summer. Sparkling wine is for all year round, if that's it your is. thing. It is, and not Prosecco. There are others out there, but traditional method yeah. sparkling wines. I think I, there's more interest. People want cremants and they're interested in cremants. I think the cremants might be a trend, actually. I think we oh, could make it a do. trend. Yes. Because it, it's at a price point in between mm. baby fizz, like Prosecco, <laughs> and uh, premium stuff, champagne, which generally in an independent starts at about 28 quid now, doesn't it really? has to be. Yeah. And th- those wines, the Cremont, sit between 15 and 20. That's a good price point for a drinker, I think. But yeah. something that's made And you really get well. really great value there. Yeah, I think there, there's some fun to be had there. So right. we'll get we'll have loads more fizzing. There's another section that we need to. And then populate. the other thing that I guess people have asked about a lot, and which I don't think is for us, is low and no alcohol wine. We get with people trying to sell it to us every day, and I will not have any of it. I tell you what is nice though. That water. Water's nice, <laughs> and Ribena. Uh, the cider, but the apple juice version of the cider by Wignac. That is oh, very that's nice. A beauty. Okay, so we have got one non-alcoholic. It's an apple juice. But it's not. It's not 
one that's had the alcohol taken out of it. Is, no, is it? nothing so... is removed. And I think that there are a lot of them that seem to be marketed as diet drinks. And I don't like anything that mentions diet. I don't want no. anything removed from anything or anything mentioning how you should be living or shouldn't be living or looking. Not relevant. All of the background chat with independent people is that they don't tend to stock the ones where they've had the alcohol taken out of them because they don't taste very nice. Beers, they've got that right. I think there's no alcohol beers which are tasty. But with wine, I haven't had any that I would want to sell. And they're, they're the same price as a normal wine. So why, I don't know, just not don't have it at all. But that's, that would be my choice. But, you know, maybe we're behind the curve on that. And we've got other wines. If people say we want a lower alcohol, then there are wines that we would go to straight away, being like Vino Verde. So we've got one from Quinta de Raza, which is 11.5% with a slight fizz, which is one of our best-selling wines all year round. It's brilliant. It's almost like sparkling water with a little bit of lime in it. Really good drinker. We've just had the Restless River Wanderlust Piquette in, which is made like the old-fashioned way that farmers used to drink while they were picking the grapes and doing harvest business. That's harvest really good. business. <laughs> You can tell I don't work in a vineyard. For that wine, they were picking the grapes (laughs) and and doing harvest as well. I've listened to loads of podcasts over lockdown, and all of the celebs seem to be drinking Moscato. No one wants sweet wines, but they all want Moscato. You could be old-fashioned like myself and just have less. Well, I I would just have water or Ribena or tea or a little chocolate milk. You can have one glass, (laughs) can't you? One beer. I have oat milk, coconut milk, <laughs> soya milk. Oh, we need some fun, don't we? We don't need to take the alcohol out of this. No, no, but I think it's, it's obviously it's a growing part of the market. Yes, it is. Um, not a trend that we'll be visiting butlers. No, and then, okay, we need to wind it up because I realise yeah. I'm chat, chat, chat. Yeah, you're winding me but up. But there um, there's one part of the market which I'd like to see expanding, which is canned wines. Yes. Because we're talking about sustainability. Like work, wouldn't we? And we have, we've got loads of canned wines actually in now. Um, because I can't see any negative point about them. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of really good winemakers who are now putting their, some of their top wines into cans. So when you might not commit to £60 a bottle with someone like Larkin from California, Larkin, Larkin in the can, um, and you might pay £10 for a can of wine, but his, that wine is 60 quid a bottle. So you'll get a, a really quality size as well, isn't it? That one. This quality it's wine, you get to taste something. If you don't want on the a train, full bottle outside. of something, you can fit it in your handbag, fit it in your pocket, take it to the beach. Looks like a can of pop, so you can have a snifter any time of the day. Noticeably, sales drop with our can sales when you get into autumn, winter, don't they? And then they increase when people yeah, are doing outdoor they're, they're super activities. Yeah, but you can recycle the cans. Spring, so that there's summer. nothing not to like. They're cost effective. Yeah, it's good. People should buy some cans. They look cool. They're good. Okay. Okay, so we're back. Back in the room. And can I just make one random point, because I have to vent it somewhere, because this has driven me up the wall during lockdown, is why can nobody on the TV or in any podcast say the word turmeric? Well... Don't it's get driven, this one. It's driven me nuts. I had a it's quick spelled look. turmeric. It's I not turmeric. But apparently you, you are allowed... I would say this is lazy and you're not, you're not allowed. You can pronounce it in three different ways. Oh, God. Turmeric, because that's how it's spelled and that's how it should be pronounced, I would say. Yeah. Turmeric, 
people are dropping out the R's. Why? There's a rule. It's not spelled I can't remember C-H. what it is, but some people have trouble having an R followed by a consonant and then another R. Are we on countdown? I don't know what this is. And some people apparently say turmeric. It's that's, that's annoying. Yeah, as well. but it doesn't. It's not spelt like that. I know. I don't know. I don't want to upset people if they really can't say it. But I just come don't on. know. I don't. I don't know. What's but I've done. Yeah, yeah. And when there's as butter has suddenly become botter. <laughs> don't get me on that <laughs> one either. It's all a bit weird. It's all a bit upside down. This world. This is what's happened after two years of lockdowns. I know. Cray cray. Oh. Special I'm going to have some turmeric tea now. Special thanks to Evie, because she's back in the room. Niece Evie. Yeah, doing our intros and outros. On the, yeah, on the podcast. She's nearly 30 now. 30? <laughs> she's not. Stone. She's 10. <laughs> right. So we, will, we shall return. We're back. We're going to do one a month. We're doing one podcast yeah. a month. Or I'm sorry, if, this is a long we one. We'll, we'll, and... we'll, we'll trim them down next time. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Goodbye, wine learners.